2: Hello and welcome to the NXT review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Hampler from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for Daily Wrestling Podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, Oh, what else man, I don't Pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A very quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamphlet. Uh, Michael Sidwick, enjoying a well earned day off <laughs> because the system's broken. Um yep. But we're here to talk about last night's NXT and the fact that uh, NXT Underground is goated, apparently.
1: Are we the bloodline? Because I've just got endless streams of surprising good news. (laughs) Like, I can't quite fathom how great NXT Underground was. And I don't know if it was one of those things where you get these... You know your thing about how sometimes the last thing is all you remember. So, like, what a perfect wrestling show because the last (laughs) five minutes were goated. Yeah. because that was so good. I'm trying to work out if I'm, like, overwhelmed with positivity about the rest of this broadcast. But, I, I like, we we need to talk about NXT Underground because it was so good. Yeah. Such an over-delivery, earnestly. And Gable Stevenson. <laughs> what the hell was that? Where's that come from? Um, I, I, I genuinely am asking that question. Like, wh- where is that? Where did you get it? Where did you buy it? What supplement have you used? What have you done <laughs> to turn yourself into that having been... Everything is the polar opposite of that. Fourteen. Made two the montage years. boring last week. Well, I'm, this one, I'm saying polar opposite because you were freezing cold for like three <laughs> years, and then you suddenly became this. Right? We're going to get to obviously in the when it comes up in the review, but the in-ring on this show was pretty great. Yeah. Or there was just nothing that was shambolic, yeah. and typically there's always at least one thing that's pretty shambolic. There was one thing that was quite bad, but it wasn't like this. Oh boy! Yeah. Like it was just it's just kind of like boring and bland match. Um. The angle advancement in one area that we hold dear to our hearts was was sort of captivating. Sensational. Yeah. It was cinema. And the babyface push that we have been rooting for through a very loving tribute to one character and his, oh. and his newfound friend is working. Like, it is objectively working. So, like... Yet again, I sort of feel like here we are on, like, Misfit Toy Island, the NXT preview and review that we all love. And, like, some of it is earnest. Some of it is very much, like, with tongue, like, so far in the cheek that it's, like, starting to pierce through the skin at this (laughs) point. And yet, when the success stories occur, you sort of feel like like a proud parent sending, like, one of your children off into the big, bad world. It was like, well, like, the vignettes are over. He's out there now back in front of the live crowd. And kicking ass, like a uh, lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff here.
2: And I was so into the loser leaves NXT match.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. To be fair, on the preview, said like high stakes. Yeah, like big consequences regardless Great of the result.
2: Was, I will say with uh, Joe Gacy beforehand, the right team will win this, or yeah. the right team will leave. I
1: mean, we'll get. We will get oh, to. It.
2: God.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Preemptive
2: one. Uh, show opened with Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport. Um, can we have a new NXT match concept, which is the smoke bag? <laughs> because, the, Jesus, it, Perez jumps Davenport as part of her entrance, and they sort of fight through the smoke, and you can't see him for a split second. And yeah. Then they come flying through it. I loved watching it like
1: that. There's a mode on, I'm playing, I got AW Fight Forever yes. last week. Yes. Um, as a kind of Hail Mary to try and get my kids into wrestling. I think it's just got my son more into Adam Cole than he already was, and it's Adam Cole's. So. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I'm going to... If you're really into Fight Forever and you don't want to know a single detail about the career mode, skip ahead about a minute. Yeah. Um, there's one point in the version of the Road to Elite I played where you get to the very end and you have doubt, and you think, I can't do this. It's my biggest match in my career and you can't do it. And you fight yourself. What? In like a sort of existential nightmare where like that it's you, but it's like a sort of silhouetted version of yourself with red leaves. Oh, you. That's like a,
2: That's like a. I think there was a Spider-Man
1: game years ago that I did something like that. Right. Okay. Well, like the ring is like a white and smoky, and it like Ooh. it looks. It's not of this plane. It's you know. I don't want to say it's like heaven or hell, but it's kind of like it's looking for a world that is mm. not ours, and uh, that is kind of what they made real here with the smoke fight. <laughs> so much so with it being NXT that you almost could believe they could turn it into a stipulation. Mm. Like, uh, a,
2: a literal smoke and mirrors match.
1: But yeah, right, you joke with a big smile on your face you say that. But NXT did a lights out match that was about turning the lights out because the character got to go to bed. Well, I can't go to sleep with the lights on. I want a <laughs> lights out match, which is basically a pillow fight with kendo sticks. Right, It's not like a lights-out match in terms oh, of, no. like, well, it won't count towards your NXT win-loss record. So a smoke and mirrors match feels like, the <gasps> of course, because Blair Davenport was committing these attacks when no one could see. Oh. But you'll see everything when you catch your own reflection in the mirrors. <laughs> you can no longer hide in the smoke. And it looks to me like we've just built our first uh, big women's match for NXT's next TV special, right?
2: Which, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, is the uh, great... Bias. And God bless the
3: United States.
1: Belated happy fourth to our American listeners, by the way. As anyone that's listened to us, even this week, will know how much I love our American fans, mm. especially the ones that attend Monday Night Raw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love your great country, and I love the Nathan's hot dog eating event that they basically oh, made. Yeah, like There was basically you know Carter-Suzuki situation. was like, it's pissing rain. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> and I just, that is a triumph for the American human spirit. How many do you reckon you could eat? <laughs> loads like not I'm not you've been bone you know me I'm not an arrogant person no I don't think there are certain things that I just think I could do and it might be misplaced right Matt Raines uh, a listener I was going to say valued valued by some um, suggested that I could kick ass in that situation and I made the point to him that because he said oh, if it was tinned hot dogs pamphlet, you'd kill the competition he's right and I could do it draining the brine. You know why? Why? Because I'm the dry bull chief. <laughs> I think I could smash a hot dog eating contest. I think I could... Uh, like, my tolerance for dry food, because I actively enjoy it, is such that the things that people see as a challenge... Oh, so you're not dipping the butt. No, I just see it as a treat. Like, oh, sorry, more dry food. <laughs> yes, please. Like, I'm pretty sure I could smash all records to do with um, Jacob's cream crackers. Graham crackers. Oh, yeah. As our American friends call them. Uh, dry hot dogs. Easy. Um, like there's no such contest for this but salads you know how people can't eat salads like without uh, without sacrificing the health quality of them because like they just tr- cover them in dressing yeah. or need to add like those weird like crouton things or something like that not me just you've, you've watched me eat um, it, is it like called a romaine lettuce? it's something like, like that like it's a it? Mars yeah. bar yeah just bite it <laughs> like get a, an iceberg lettuce just bite it just bite the ball of lettuce. I'll, I'll do it. Who <laughs> needs leaves, eh? Yeah. Everything. If you can eat it by just biting into it, you are wasting time cooking.
2: Yeah. It like, does annoy me when they're like, what sauce do you want with your steak? Don't put any any sauce anywhere near that bloody steak. I want a tasty steak. That's what I want. The
1: only person in this entire world right now who isn't wasting their goddamn time cooking is Triple H. <laughs> like, everybody else. Like... I've said it to Sidgwick before. Like, i but like, I, I, this sounds great. It's going to look great. It's going to taste even better. Two hours. You're taking the piss, mate. Like, if it takes longer to cook and prepare something than it does to watch The Irishman on Netflix, yeah. You're doing it wrong. Like, he was saying, like, we we're talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Like, oven chips. Yeah. He's like, he's got to, like, is it deep fry them to make them edible? Yeah, Sidg. They're not called oven chips and then they go in the deep fryer. They're called oven chips. <laughs> 20 minutes max. I don't care if some of that potato inside is still white and powdery. <laughs> better if anything. You put them on that bread and you eat it. That's another thing. Put it all put it all in bread. Yeah. Find me a dinner that isn't double-goated once you put it between two bits of bread. Yeah.
2: Fish fingers. I love fish fingers, but there's a night and day in
1: it. All the main food groups go better in bread. Chips, fish fingers, soup. Right? Those are the three main <laughs> food groups. And they all go better in bread. Yeah. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Exactly. Tell me when I'm eating
3: fries.
2: (laughs) I'd I'd eat a
1: chip eating contest. Blair Davenport won. I don't know what they're doing with Roxanne Perez's booking. She keeps losing a lot. But you do have to establish Blair Davenport with some big wins. And this was a very big win.
2: Yeah. And it was, I didn't feel like, you know, Roxanne Perez was just completely destroyed. Um, The running knees looked brutal. Good stuff from Blair Davenport. One of them uh, took us to a break. We Mm. come back. Um, Perez goes for Pop Rocks, um, that gets blocked, she hits a crossbody, gets a two-count, Davenport sends her outside, uh, they send her into the ring steps, and she knees her into them again, just gets in before the 10-count, gets hit with a falcon arrow, kicks out, and then gets hit with two consecutive knee strikes from Blair Davenport, who gets the one, two, three. So yeah, Perez survived until the very last, but uh, yeah, I assume there's a main roster call-up coming and they're just going, well, she can lose.
1: <sighs> Maybe. Uh, I, I find the booking weird of the Roxanne Perez character. She's not had a good year, narratively speaking. No. She wins the title and it's kind of the peak for that character. Mm-hmm. A lot of L's since. But the match was good. Um, and we haven't had one of these from Roxanne Perez in a while. One of these feelings where it's like, man, yeah, she's levels above. Blair Davenport, uh, I'm starting to come around to her being as good as her reputation. suggested. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure... As B Priestley or as Blair Davenport, we've always had the best out of her. There's definite flashes, Mm -hmm. like from, like we had her over here in WCPW. Oh, yeah. uh, over in Japan. You see these bits where it's like, oh, yeah, there was definitely, definitely something there. Mm -hmm. But it's not all the time. uh, And it was nice to see that side of her here.
2: Um, Ivan mean, Niles being interviewed backstage ahead of the uh, Loser Leaves NXT match. She says she's nervous for the Creed brothers, but she's also confident in them. And the is a poison within NXT. And this is the only way to get rid of them. Uh, before we go any further, though, NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton interrupts. She says... Ah, oh, excuse me, McKenzie, Why are you talking to her when last week the center of the universe successfully defended the NX2 on China for the first time? I'll give you a hint. You shouldn't be. And Ivy Nile's like, what are you talking about? Literally everyone saw you tap out. She goes, everyone saw me tap out? I'm sorry. Did the rest of it? Don't think so. Not everyone saw me tap out. So not everyone saw me tap out, she says. Done oh. it. Um, Ivy says, look, if I'd have been there, the whole bloody world would have seen it. She goes, oh, don't you have somewhere at a bar? She says, look, if you, i do." And then she as, she as Ivy Nile leaves, Tiffany Stratton says, when they lose, she goes, too, right? <coughs> Mackenzie's like, no.
1: Yeah. Well, there's your next. There's your, probably your great American bash match. Oh, yeah, I think, I th- I mean, are they working next week, I think? Oh, is it booked for next week? I so. I didn't say that graphic. It's Yeah, fine. Like a good way to build a TV matchup. And I'll say this right. Ahead of what the result that we got in the main event, um, Ivy Nile, like, she's an ass kicker. That's a gimmick, right? Yes. But she's going to lose to Tiffany Stratton next week. And it's like, how do... And that's a match that they haven't really done before. How do you justify it? How do you make it an in-character thing for someone like Ivy Nile to somehow be beat? Like, Tiffany Stratton can give you, right? But in terms of the characters, she's going to be looking for an escape hatch. Because, Mm. Ivy. look, if Thea Hale... With a limited coaching's oh. from Drew Gulak and Drew Dempsey, can tap her out. Ivan Isle can tap her out and then snap her ankle. Yes. However, it's not going to happen like that because Ivan Isle is going to be rocked by an NXT or by herself. It's going to force her to look inward. Mm. Like, yes, I am pitching yet more cinema. It's everywhere right now. Like, erect more big screens in Florida for all <laughs> the uh, all the big cinematic offerings from WB right now. But this is like a this defeat's going to be a. Like a restart and a fresh start for Ivy Isle, isn't it? Yeah, maybe she needs to look back to her roots. She <sighs> could become I mean, at this point, like, she is the diamond mine. That stable has kind of reached its, like, final... F- its, it's true final form, isn't it? Like, that stable was kind of a one-person loser group when it was still full. <laughs> it's never, ever really settled as, like, this, like, actually effective dominant group, Was no. it ever uh, we got an interesting vignette about Baron
2: Corbin next. Mm. Uh, he didn't win the big one the previous week. That sucks. He says, "I'm embarrassed. I overestimated the nostalgia of the lone wolf. I've got the money, I've got the fame, I've got the family, but I've not got the reputa- reputation. I'm considered consistent, safe, good. I hate good. I want to be feared. I want to be respected. I want people. I want people to wonder what's next for me. I've got to, and to do that, I've got to kill my past. And he's hoying all of his old gimmicks onto this big fire, including Crown." Um, Says he doesn't need a manager, um, um, and he hasn't worked eight years to go back to the beginning. He can't go back. There's no going back. No gimmicks. No nonsense. No bullshit. <sighs> oh, Barrett,
1: you're uh, <laughs> making me blush. I why not? I'm going to let this play out. Yeah, I, I, it's. I don't know what the... I think sometimes wrestling eats itself because the, you do with something like this, where it's like, right, no more gimmicks. My new gimmick is, yes. no more gimmicks, guy. And wrestling doesn't realize that that is also a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And he's just lost to the world champion. So the best you can do with the, right, no more gimmicks. I'm going to be the best version of myself by winning the secondary title. Yeah. So there's a few ways in which like, wrestling kind of runs into itself here. But like why not? This is not a character. This is not. This is the exact opposite of Dana Brooks saying, uh, yeah, I kind of took my licks on the main roster. And I'm uh, back to see what I can still do done anything yeah <laughs> like here he is showing you the evidence of the things he's done and I believe that as a restart and a fresh paper cut as Bruce Pritchard yeah. says rather than the other uh, Dana Brooke one
2: <laughs> yeah intrigued to see what what, what he comes
1: up with because it will be another gimmick won't it and that's yeah the thing, it's like I'm sick of these gimmicks and I like broke Corbin it was just great yeah he threw the shirt in the fire though, Did to see that yeah <laughs> which is weird like do you think he kept that as a motivation of like never fall that low again mm-hmm. Keeping a separate, it he smells a bit, that one. It's got the mustard on it. I mean, I'd think that about any shirt with any condiments on. <laughs> uh, then we got Mustafa
2: Ali versus Tyler Bate. Um, pass it on, but these two can goo.
1: i just, yeah, right, we take the, the piss. The roll-up
2: spot at the beginning was just so good.
1: Right, we take the piss, but thank God that they were just allowed to goo. Yeah. Because this whole thing's been overwhelmed by bollocks and... I hate watching. I can tolerate a lot of WWE being silly and being WWE, but when it seems to handicap the wrestlers from doing being their best selves. Yes. That's that's like, yeah. that pushes me way too far. And it was just nice to see them get back at it.
2: Yeah, some great near falls with the referee, barely able to keep up, basically yeah. to start out. Um Shot in the corner from Tyler beard Hits a diving clothesline off the top and sends another one. Uh, uses another one to send Ali out of the ring for the break. Uh, oh, also there's a leaping uppercut in there too. Uh, we come back and Bait's still in control, but Ali comes back with a Tornado DDT. Then um, Bait comes back and knocks Ali out onto the floor again and hits a huge no-hands dive. Uh, there's a rebound clothesline from Bait to get a two-count. Um, he goes up top, goes for uh, Spinal Spinal. Spiral tap. Spiral tap. I'm getting confused there. <laughs> uh, but he misses that. Ali goes up. Bait meets him at the top. Head butts. There's a crotching spot in the corner. But uh, Bate gets knocked down. Ali hits the 450. 1-2-3. Uh, and then he looks down the lens and challenges Wesley for his North American championship for July 30th. The great
1: American way. And God bless the United States. Well, people had a nice time at their own Great American Bashes yesterday. So a few people on a chat out to Michael Kohler, genuinely one of my um favourite followers on Twitter. You should follow him too. He's got a great taste in music. He doesn't like fireworks. I think it's because he likes dogs. I think it's the only thing me and Michael would disagree on, because I think fireworks kick ass and hate dogs. Um <laughs> But I right, like as far as this like Great American Bash goes, despite it being at the wrong end of the month, <laughs> this card is sort of looking mint.
2: We got one match teased Depending on a match next week Yeah That genuinely If that match gets added Hang on Hang on Is this a Tuesday or a Saturday deal? I think it's a Sunday Sunday And it Regardless If that If that match gets added Barring Am I coming around
1: to yours? We're watching this live (laughs)
2: Barring A uh, Development in my Familial situation Let's say Yeah I'll be watching that show live Yeah it's kind of bollocks to Monday. I'll just I'll we'll just have to suffer through it. I sense we won't do a live stream, <laughs> but we will be following up on it immediately. I, I, yeah, I'm really excited. And, yeah, Wesley versus Ali, which is what we were hoping for from the moment he arrived. You know, it's got convoluted because you've had Tyler Beard involved in it as well, which is great. You know, love seeing those two work in the ring as well, and these two as well. But, um, yeah, they could steal the show.
1: It's going to be great. There's this, obviously, the the match... You know that we're kind of uh, is discussed at the end of this review. We're going to talk about like Ring of Honor has the Ring of Honor specials. You were at the one over WrestleMania weekend. I oh, was, yeah. Like the Ring of Honor pay per views. Now they've definitely occupied a space. People are already making the comparisons to takeovers. Mm. In that, like nobody's watching Ring of Honor weekly. Like I watched them getting taped in Vegas, and I still don't think I watched it. <laughs> right? And like, yet the pay per views become a bit of a destination. The cards sort of look great, They're these on-paper pairings where you're like, well, I don't need any build. I'm going to watch Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli for the bail. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll, you know, there it is, that'll do. Um, and obviously that kind of comes in the shadow of the awesome um, FTR Briscoe series. It's like, oh, that's happening, is it? Well, I mean, yeah. like I'm watching now, you've, you've got me. Um, and I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of NXT thinking, we're going to try and have that back, actually. Yeah. Because they've been... Going back to arenas.
2: Shame they're not, it's not on Saturday night for the British viewers, but Well,
1: still. of course. Like they're they're going back into arenas. They the numbers have improved a lot, but they know probably that the audience watching week to week is relatively small. Yeah. So they're instead thinking, right, how many can we get some actual bangers on this thing? Like we're gonna have a lot of character people and a lot of people developing, but that's gonna rule. That's gonna rule. That increasing looks like that's gonna rule. And all of a sudden, you are sort of starting to see a, f- a pattern emerge. Oh, yeah. And the form, the old takeover form is maybe starting to creep back into these NXT specials. I wonder if they might try and bring the name back. I just think that it's... I would take umbrage with that because I sort of think it's like, right, you got to leave that dead. That was mostly entirely prestigious. Forget that last year and a half. Uh, like, <laughs> but it does sort of feel like that's what they're aiming for yeah. again. They want that vibe
2: back. Absolutely. Um, and we mentioned this earlier, you got an interview with uh, Joe Gacy and Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's the rock star, uh, <laughs> with Mackenzie Mitchell talking about the uh, Loser Lose NXT match. Uh, and she's like, why did you push the into the match tonight? And he said, I'd never push a member of the J-E-D into a match that they're not ready for. Uh, Ava says, the J-E-D is a core part of the J-E-D uh, and they're going to get rid of the creeds from NXT uh, Gacy, yeah, ominously says, the right team will leave NXT. And Mackenzie's like, what's that mean? Ava flips out at this. Uh, but Gacy says, don't worry. Tonight, we will eliminate a problem from NXT permanently.
1: Great work. I love those. Um, it's like in a sitcom or in a, a film where a misunderstanding could be cleared up. Yeah. No, repeat that. And then, like, Joe Gacy does his, like, wacky, ambiguous line. Now, I know you repeated it. What I mean is, like, make it crystal clear. Like, we're on the same site. Yes. Make it crystal clear to me Let's what the Let's say the, two, the, the names of the two people we want to leave NXT
2: after three sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So, like, um, like, when Oscar in the office is trying to explain what, like, a budget surplus is to Michael Scott. And he's like, explain this to me like I'm 10. And he uses the lemonade stand analogy. He's like, huh. Explain this to me like I'm five. <laughs> like, there's always these, like, villainous plans or these, like, little, uh, miscommunications, misunderstandings. It's like, oh, no, now that hasn't been, fla- like, threshed out one and a half hours later. Yeah. It's been threshed out weakest. The end. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: I would have thought it. Uh, we got Kalani Jordan's, uh, in-ring debut, I believe, here, yeah. uh, against Tatum Paxley. Um, slightly ominous for Tatum. Kalani Jordan debuting gets... Full entrance. Dana Brooker coming to ringside. And then they sort of went, and tasted like <laughs> oh, I, think, I think I know who's going to win this one. Yeah. Uh, Paxley got some good offense in, though. A backbreaker uh, and a backsplash got her a two count. She goes for the suplex, but that gets reversed into a sort of stun dog millionaire from Kalani Jordan. One, two, three. Uh, Booker T and Vic Joseph sell this as, well... Oh!
3: Teachable moment! Teachable uh, moment!
1: Well, more of an upset than a teachable moment. Can uh, you just... Like, play the first half a second of the Vic Joseph thing, please. <laughs> like, I feel like I should have been hearing that noise all night if I was Vic Joseph sat next to Booker T. You see him? Oh, when he had his Jesus shirt Jesus Christ. He's, he's on one, wasn't he? He's, he's fing hot.
2: <laughs> uh, Post match, Cora Jade comes down uh, to mock, or yeah. sort of fake congratulate her. Uh, she says, You must be doing something right. If, Dana, I keep wanting to call her Dana White. Dana Brooke (laughs) is in your corner. Uh, Oh, the gymnast friends are sticking together. That's cute. But any friend of Dana's is an enemy of mine. I don't need friends. I don't need mentors. I don't need each and every one of you NXT fans. Kalani's like, all right then, bollocks you. I'll have another match right now. And and Cora's like, oh, I didn't really anticipate this. Dana's like, what are you saying? And she's like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Ever. And just storms off.
1: Nonsense. Uh, the debut was fine, though. Nothing... Like, this is the low bar with which we critique these debuts and developmental moments. Nothing went wrong. Nothing was a disaster. Dana Brooke, I don't get it. Is she intentionally completely lacking credibility, or is it by accident? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, her is... Again, like, her is the sort of... Like, if you put Booker T next to Roxanne Perez, as, yes. as the person that trained her yes. and as inspired her and all of that, it's like, oh, yeah, get that. Like... Done all these things and now wants to pass the wisdom on, like Dana Brooke, based on her, based completely on what I've seen on camera. Ignore any of your predisposed, yeah. like, sort of opinions, on performances on
2: SmackDown and Mandana
1: <laughs> Like, and I just mean the last three weeks. Oh, ignore the whole run. I'm talking about like there, there she is getting tapped out, my knee, and the NXT audience going, Hey, <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Like, how are we supposed to receive yeah. her?
2: I d- just yeah, not quite the person you'd necessarily want in your corner in a tough spot.
1: No, was and also a bit law was Tatum Paxley. She was kind of once an honorary member of the Diamond Mine, wasn't she? I believe. So. Know, I Ivan mean, I was mate. yeah. So it's not looking good, is it? Like the just in general for that group. No, I don't know. maybe Tatum Paxley will be there with Ivan Allen next year. I think you can beat Tiffany Stratton, and then I don't <laughs> know because my life's terrible. <laughs>
2: it's time to go to chase you. Yeah. Andre Chase is back. Everything's right in the world again. I'm happy. Uh, The fans and me at home chant, welcome back, welcome (laughs) back. And he thanks them all. Thanks for all the texts, the letters, the the voicemails people sent. Thea Hale, protect her at all costs. Is so giddy. (laughs) I'm so excited you're back, Mr. Chase. I miss you so much. (laughs) Great. Yeah.
1: He's like, oh, thanks, I'm, I missed you too. The direction is you've just got mm-hmm. home from work and your dog's been in the house since you left at dinner time. Oh, my God, I thought you were dead. Yeah.
2: Um, but he wants to recognize Duke bloody Hudson for stepping up, for planning lessons, for grading peepers, uh, and not just making sure Chase you survives, but thrives. He is the MVP. and There's an MVP chant. And Chase awkwardly has to tell Duke, right, stop standing in the front of the class now. It's not your role anymore. Please take a seat. And Duke's like, with pleasure. He's like,
3: get out of your bloody seat, Nick. Yeah,
2: Nick, loser.
1: You uh, uh, catch the law there, by the way. Go on. Well, Duke Hudson generating an MVP chant. Can mm. on oh, of thing. course, yes. A reunion with his tag team that he had with MVP. It means speak. Slapjack is coming to uh, chase you. <laughs> Put the pieces together, guys. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Imagine that, but in full slapjack <laughs> gear. Hand,
2: hand your papers in, not the plate that's on your face. <laughs> uh, so Chase then calls Thea Hale, the uncrowned women's champion. He says, <laughs> where, "Where do you want to sit in the
1: cafeteria? I'll sit right here." Slams it on the table, with his plate on it. Put your dinner on me.
2: Eat off my face. Chase says, "Thea would be champion if not these two bloody clowns, which is Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey,
1: yeah.
2: uh, who'd poison the young minds, young and impressionable minds, I should say, of Chase you." Uh, but he, he, his final straw was when he saw them attack Duke Hudson. Uh, and then Nick. Uh, Nick puts his hand in the air. Says, uh, excuse me, Mr. Chase. Does that mean there won't be guest lecturers anymore? <laughs> Chase is like, guest lecturers? Are you? <sighs> Something's never changed around here. And Duke's like, ah. Come on, first day back. Please, Mr. Chase. I'll take it from here. Turns around. Duke Hudson g- kicks I love Andre Chase. I don't yeah. want to dismiss him. Duke Hudson kicks ass. Yeah. He's a, got incredible babyface fire. And I rewatched this to obviously write it down. He turns around. Look at the size of him. Mm. Puts his hands on the desks and leans over that bloody Nick and goes, "Hey, how you doing?"
3: Of course, they won't be bloody guest lecturers anymore. What a stupid fucking question! <laughs> You won't see either of the game after me and no, Andre Chase, Mr. Chase. Give them a Andre Chase universally saw his ass whooping.
2: And everyone pops. Andre's, Andre Chase like,
1: I'm good to be back. And I'm like, God, it is. Yeah, it was nice, this. Um, I don't get it. I don't get why Andre Chase was ignoring the calls. I don't know if Duke Hudson is going to. Working on a
2: sale with the uh, like, thingy doing a business. I don't get, get, I James doing a business.
1: Ah uh, yeah, I like watching what I'm watching, but I'm not sure what I'm supposed to take from it. I think they the don't either. Yeah, no, like Drew Hudson, we were kind of campaigning, like you know, if you're thinking of a heel turn, abandon it. He's really fun as a babyface, and so maybe they've just done that. Maybe that's all the, the Red Chases. Yeah, I think so. Going to the I think he's being corrupted, maybe not by a year or the year, but I think like something's corrupted him in his time away. Yeah, I don't know what.
2: Maybe he's like had some time away and like looked at his salary and gone. I do wrestling and this, and I'm still not going to be able to retire until I'm like 75. This is bollocks. I've got to do some illegal activity. Actually, (laughs) f*** on Dorichius because he
1: shouldn't have been in work today. He's a teacher. Yes. Solidarity with the striking teachers. You're making subjects. Well, technically it was yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Subjects' life is hard today. Mine life is hard on Friday. Teachers' lives are hard every day. (laughs) (laughs) Pay them better.
0: Yeah a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now we all carry around different stresses. They can be. a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Right, it's time for it, Michael Hamflit. It's time to get to the The NXT underground match. I'll admit, I approached this with some trepidation. Yeah. Even more so when they went, yeah, we're just going to hold it in the ring. We're just going to take the ring down. uh, We're not going to go to a different set. We're just going to have the same bog standard view you've always seen, just with black tarp over the the ring and uh,
1: people in street clothes. This is blood sport, basically. (laughs) They should call it NXT no ropes because it is overground. If anything.
2: So, they have got obviously Damien Kemp uh, and Gable Steveson is his brother but he's yep. in the corner of Eddie Thorpe. They do their entrances. and I thought, oh God, Gable seems just going to be there. And I, I, I fully admit I was wrong in this take. I was just like, he's just going to ruin this whole thing. Blandest
1: guy in the world yep. sucking the fun out of the ring, yeah.
2: But Eddie Thorpe, despite his training, quite rightly mm-hmm. gets overwhelmed by wrestler Yep. Amateur wrestler, I should
1: say, Damon Kemp. Kitted out for it all to remind yeah. him as well. Like, no, none of this ambulance match, NXT Superstar nope. stuff.
2: He's here for this. Ground and pound, and they, they 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 spill out to the floor. Kemp lands in a few more shots, and then uh, Thorpe has to come back by choking him on the barricade. Um, they go back in, and then Thorpe sends him outside but walks into a straight right-hand Uh and then he uh, comes back with a knee to the face to Damon Kemp. But
3: then... Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my God.
2: Things get awesome. Yeah. The suplex to the floor oh my on God. Eddie Thorpe with the noise that went with it and this reaction. You know, I will say for a lot of the time, obviously, we watched a lot of pandemic time stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think without question, AEW did crowds a lot better than yeah. WWE.
1: The reaction, oh, my God, Eddie Thorpe's dead. Like, I love their reaction. Because I don't know about you, like, this sucked a gasp from my body. Yeah. I was watching, oh, yeah, this is not bad, this, actually. (gasps) Like, I was proper knocked back. What a spot. What an incredible spot. There is a spot, right, that I used to resent because you say for, like, odd occasions, and it was typically AJ Styles and TNA, but it was that, like, just that psycho juice spot where, like, I think Kurt Angle would try and tease doing a German on the apron. To somebody. Yeah. It's like, it's the floor there, Kurt. Like, you do that, you kill them. Yes. So then sure enough, you get this tease, and you're like, oh, no, the baby face. You're not, your brain isn't going, baby face, reverse it, or you're going to die. You're watching it, and your brain's going, I'm a sickle. Kurt, do it. <laughs> and then wouldn't deliver it, obviously, then they get back in the ring. This, for a split second, I don't know about you, it's like, oh, God, the ropes aren't there. Like, Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't, for a split second. They've, mis- they've positioned this. you face the wrong way, lads. Yeah, unbelievable. Brilliant, like, and a, and a proper... Like, by design, like, get locked in. Yes. This is happening. Get involved.
2: Yeah, that, I think, yeah, exactly. That was the moment I went, it's NXT Underground going, actually? Yeah. And then, just, it's like, it was like, uh, you know, cherry on the icing on the cake. This is where we got into it, on the home stretch. Because I thought, oh, wait a second, I was wrong about NXT Underground. And then instantly thought... Oh, wait a second, in terms of in-ring, I was wrong about Gable Steveson as well, because Gable Steveson's excellent batter, perfect in NXT, by the way, goes, right, okay, uh, Eddie Thorpe's literally dead, <laughs> how can I motivate him again, words won't do this, I'll just waggle my gold medal in front of his face, Magic and healing he's powers. like, I'm, I'm hulking up, I'm hooking hul- I'm up Gable, Right. And then David knocks Gable over and charges at Eddie. Eddie Duck, Kemp gets sent into the ring post. And, he, and then Eddie grabs him and Kemp like, holds onto the ring post and then realizes, oh, my bloody shoulder! <laughs> and then, of course, that allows uh, Eddie Thorpe to take over, get him in a triangle choke, and just elbow his head until the referee's stoppage. Brilliant finish. Really good. Again, I'm just going to keep plowing on here because it kept coming. So Gable Stevenson in there. And I was like, oh, don't take his moment. He <laughs> like jumps in. Yeah, and this Belen lumberjack comes in and goes, what's well, this piece of tin round your neck? Yeah. Starts slapping at his gold medal. He's like, don't touch my gold medal. So he just grabs it. He takes off his medal and then just turns into, like, Taz in the 90s. Everyone's getting suplexed. Don't. To, I, there was for a second I thought Eddie Thorpe's going to go, well done, mate. And he's going to yeah. turn around and suplex him. <laughs> All right, suplex for you. Someone else comes in. Suplex for you as well, you Belen. And then... He gets dumped down, and then this guy gets in, and he's bloody massive. He's a big guy. He's bigger than, bigger than Stevenson, even. And he gets face to face with it. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do here? And he just bally to bally you, you as well, you prick. And they, uh, then Eddie thought, puts the medal around Stevenson next. They celebrate, and I at home
1: go,
3: yeah, <laughs> it was great.
1: This was unbelievable. Like, in every sense, uh, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I can't believe this. And then I'm also going, I can't believe this. There's a bit, right, where, and I think it was like the second, I, lo- I love the, uh, do not touch my gold medal. Yeah. Like, but I think it was like the second suplex where he does like the the only comparison because it's an easy one, it's a lazy one, but like the Kurt Angle kind of primal scream. Yeah. Ahead of like the big guy coming in and thinking, oh, like you, yeah, you, know, you think you're peaking a you pal. I'm massive. Yeah. But at this point, it's not the physical dominance of an Olympic gold medalist that you're impressed by. It's, the charisma and fire of a guy that you thought had none. Yes. Like, suddenly emerging out. And the thing was, right, that you could argue, right, well, this is taped, so maybe they've had, like, six goals at it. I don't care. No? Because whatever the goal was, it was real. Like, you can't... You could say, like, you know what? we're going <laughs> to have to try this again. You're terrible. Like, <laughs> take number six. Sorry, everybody. I know these bumps are hurting, but, like, take number six. We've got to keep going until fans believe him. And even if it took, like, the 20th take... Well, I guess he's just a 20-take guy <laughs> because he bought it by the end. Where the f*** did this come from? <laughs> like, and, and what has happened to Cable Stevenson? Just charisma out the air. So, like, I think he's kind of a piece of garbage. So, like, it's not yeah. exactly like I'm rooting for his specific success. And I don't know if it can translate to life because I've certainly never seen this before. No. Nope. I don't know who this guy was. Like, and I'm not going to do that like, uh, kids presenters in the 80s were on drugs. Yeah. Like, it's the laziest, lamest take. And I don't believe that, like... I believe in, like, the, chari- the natural charisma and the ability of these mm. incredible athletes and performers. Who got in his head? Yeah. What was it, like? I, I, I can't, like, if it, like, was I watching one of those, like, sort of stupid, schlocky film plots where, like, a wire has been hooked to the back of somebody he's going on a first date, you're going to have to give them all the lines and the charisma. Oh, uh, yeah, You look really beautiful. I'm still Von Wagner. You look really beautiful tonight. Like, was there, a, like, a good wrestler that was wired to him? <laughs> I, I was like, was I watching a game here, and was somebody holding <laughs> the control pad? Pause, pause, torn, suplex. This was like uh, people listening that don't watch NXT.
2: Yeah, give this a spin. Watch it. Yeah, it's on Twitter all over the place at the moment. And uh, yeah, it was. I, I don't. I can't decide what I'm more impressed by: NXT saving the whole underground concept in one spot, yeah, or me going. Oh, God, and we we you know we do regular reports on him, and he was involved in the draft a year or two ago, and then he was going on about going back to doing the Olympics, and then people have re- recent reports are like no, no, he's coming along actually quite nicely, and obviously they did this sort of uh, do more stuff with Kurt Angle's stand next to him, yeah, and then I was like, I always thought like yeah, uh, I think they're maybe getting buyer's remorse on this, or or it's just it's just not it's not. They they can keep going with all this, but this is all they want, and they make can think what they think, but it's just not translating. No, this guy, this guy could main event WrestleMania.
1: Not to trivialize Von Wagner's incredible journey and legitimate trauma, but did they, like, scoop out Gable Stevenson's charisma and put a new one in? Like, did they just open him up, and like, well, this is rubbish, and just rewire him and yeah. turn him into this guy?
2: Well, that's what the performance center's is all about. It's, you know... <coughs> Taking athletes and making them into sports entertainers, and that's exactly what they've done here.
1: Uh, this was. Uh,
2: Trick and Mello basically call out the judgment day because of Rhea Ripley just hanging around last week, effectively. Yeah. Um, Mello does acknowledge he does have to be careful, though, because Damien Priest got the money in the bank briefcase. Ugh. It did on me that.
1: Patronise me. He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, like the Judgment Day, turn up next week. Yeah, we're going to have a tag team match tonight. Uh, don't think I, I haven't got my head on a swivel. Why? <laughs> Absolutely no way I'm cashing it. Let, let me tell you straight up, yeah, face this, to face, this will not be happening. Yeah,
2: because I don't know how, how people perceive things, but I put Money in the Bank briefcase on a rung lower than Royal Rumble, wouldn't it? and we all remember what happened when Edge went. I'll see what the NXT lights are like. <laughs> I'm not doing that.
1: I'm not, I'm taking the piss. Melo should think that. Yes. But it's just funny. It's to,
2: good in storyline that they did acknowledge it. it. It's
1: funny to imagine.
2: Uh, but yeah like Dominic
1: uh, says like go for it <laughs> no
2: <laughs> he uh, invites all of judgment day Mello, this season, invites all of judgment day down to come and see him because he's judge jury and executioner
1: i like that because oh, i
2: just keep those two on screen i always worry when they're not together
1: yeah they've got to be a pair because there's four of them in the judgment day and it might be a lot of fun on next week's preview to look up and down this roster and find one more man and one woman for the mm. eight person tag I'd like that. This is a varied and dynamic roster. Ooh. Like, who would you want to see paired against Ripley? Who would you want to see paired with Carmelo Hayes? Like, the, there's a. Yeah,
2: Give me more Perez and present, Ripley, please. <coughs> exactly.
1: There's a fun eight person kicking around here, and I hope they just stick around long enough to do yeah. it. They could get Scripps.
2: <laughs> they could get uh, Axiom. No! Just get Stacks.
1: Stacks. It's <laughs> busy next week, actually. Just imagining scripts and Dominic. What kind of exchange would that even be? You got the scripts button? Uh,
2: I've got that. I just think, you know, he has got the Money in the Bank briefcase, Damien Priest. So, Carmelo Hayes, if you're listening, make sure next week you're, you're always making sure you... <laughs> pay attention, please.
1: Just create that.
2: Change my mind. If I was going to... If I was just like, okay, so you got like... So you got... Let me work this out. Hang on. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So you've got... You, I'm, I'm doing it like they used to do the Survivor Series. Yeah. Oh, this is convenient. We're all stood in the ring together. Mm-hmm. Slowly allowing a cameraman to walk between us so it's beautifully shot. Yeah. So, Mellow, Finn, mm-hmm. obviously, Trick, and uh, Damien Priest, yep. big lads. Rhea, Roxanne, mm-hmm. Don walks up. It's like, come on then, who you got for me? Von Wagner. Oh my God. Imagine that. Just like, <laughs> turns around, nipples. <laughs> <laughs> right let go to film school.
1: Come Tuesday, you came from Eddie Guerrero's come. And that's still all you're worth. Dirty
2: Dom, why not have a wash?
1: Vaughn, just like you, he's a second generation star. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Robert just to really say much, did he? No. That's later on in the
3: <laughs> Thanks, Vaughn. <Von>. It means so much. What the f- you do it, but <laughs> It
2: was so good. And Fox was like, yeah. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> you
3: kind of kicked ass. That
2: can rule. <laughs> so anyway, time to go to prison. <laughs> There's Stax. <sighs> Here comes Tony D'Angelo. He says,
3: Stax, <laughs> what the hell happened last week? <laughs> i got them goddamn raging Stax. Stax is like, I know, I know. <laughs> God, is still tag champs. He's like, no, God damn it. Oh, the other thing. The other thing, boss? The other thing. Oh, the damn tape stacks. Don't play dumb with me. Tape? One tape. I didn't tape nobody. <laughs> I cut a great deal for the both of us.
1: Tommy's like, like, oh. Ter- terrible stacks impression. <laughs> a, a deal with who?
2: Joe Coffee shows up. Ugh. And he says, hey, To be fair, he
1: looked cleaner than usual. Stacks. Tell me I'm
2: not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing Robert Stone at the moment.
3: Sure, come.
1: Girl, is boy's on top.
2: Tony says, uh, oh, Stax, tell me I'm not seeing. No, oh, tell me I am seeing things. Surely I've written that wrong.
3: You made a deal with the rat. Are you kidding me? What the hell's the matter with you? Stacks, no, time. I would never betray you. When Joe is in the trunk, and then he do the whole, careful, this is being filmed for national television. (laughs) Joe and I came to a little arrangement. Next week's going to be Joe versus me. If I win, the charges against you are dropped, and the D'Angelo family gets a shot at the tag titles. That's a lot of information, Tony, I know. And Joe says, and if I win, (laughs) Tony's in goddamn prison until his trial date. And conviction
2: is guaranteed, Vaughn. <laughs> You'll be away for a long time. <sighs>
3: oh, you agree to this? Answer me.
2: And Joe says, "Actually, actually, <laughs> no, I'm saving, saving it for later." He says, "No, it's Stax's idea."
3: He says, "What are you thinking, huh? You think you can beat him? Another three-on-one situation? You're gonna do that?"
2: And that, and then, oh my, oh, I was literally like trying to, you know, you're, like reaching through the screen. Yeah. Stack says,
3: so now you're doubting me, boss? Also, I was oh, like, I can't make decisions on my own. I got to run them through you. Since you've been locked up, business is good. Envelopes are full. The underboss is making moves. Tony says, oh, I can't believe you would do this to me. You were
2: like a brother to me. And now you're going to sell me out to this dude and the rest of his goddamn rat friends.
3: Stack says, Stack says, you're in here. This was my decision. You're going to have to live with it. Goodbye, Don.
2: And he leaves, and then Joe picks up the phone and just winds him up a bit more. He just smiles and smirks at him and says, Goodbye, Don. He laughs, and he walks off. And then, I just love the, I just love the, I'm going to smash the fucking phone off. I don't give a toss. Don, Tony destroys the phone and storms off. I am so into this goddamn story, and it's got Gallus in it.
1: I'm gonna ask you two questions. The first question: Did you notice and appreciate by Don? Yes. I did, right? Yes. Because I did. Number two: What the f is going on?
2: <laughs> Explain it, it to me. It is, Stax has done it. He's laid the trap. There's no way, you don't, like, stepping out of storyline for a while. Yeah. There's no way you hire a wrestler and then say, yeah, they can't wrestle at the moment. They're in prison until their trial date. No. So the boys are going to win and get a tag title shot. Stax beats Joe Coffey next week. He beats Coffey He's Coffee, got Joe a Coffee. plan. There is going to be a three-on-one thing that happens. Yeah. But Stax is the underboss. He's running this business.
1: So you think the win is as good as already...
2: When have I ever been wrong when I've said, I'd put my house on this?
1: Well, certainly never. In the last seven days. Definitely not once in the last month. But like, so Stax has put himself in a three-on-one disadvantage. Well, one-on-one,
2: but yeah, there's going to be two people at
1: ringside. That he expects to win in order to get a tag team title match. Yeah. With Tony D, who at this point will have his charges Charges dropped. Charges
2: drop, which proves that they're the rat, by the way. Because you can only drop the charges if you're You're the one that raised them in the first place.
1: So, as Stax. So it's either Stax or Gallus who the rat. That's narrowed it down to two. And if you're Stax, and even if you were the rat, which we don't think he is, no. but if he was trying to hide that, then he would want to kind of pin being a rat on Gallus. And he's yeah. done that successfully. It's good underbossing, but I, I don't know. I worry for it. I think he's. I don't know. I worry a little bit. Maybe this these is on ga- us.
2: These Gallus boys have always been one step ahead of us ever since they screwed us out the tag yeah. titles. At
1: St- stand and
2: deliver. <laughs> um. So now he's hatched this plan, maybe with Tony, maybe just as the underboss, and said, look, we'll commit some more murders.
1: Trust me on this one. They'll try and get
2: the edge on us, because they're scared of facing us again, because I had that title won. Yeah. It's brilliant long-term storytelling, and Tony Khan could learn a lot from this.
1: It's theatre. I'm not denying it's not (laughs) absolute like pure Shakespearean theatre, but I just... Right, I think I'm clear on the logic now, because I felt like there was a couple of uh, flaws in the old plan scheme. Not for me, perfect. No, I just no worry, that I worry that it's our fault. Yeah. I think like we've given him such a like a platform that I worried he was like maybe, I don't know, steering into trouble. Hmm. But yeah, you've explained it to me, I feel content. There you go.
2: It's because, you know, me and him get on so well.
1: Hey
3: guys! Oh, hi, hi Stacks. How's it going? Hey, Hamlin, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, doing pretty good. I uh went to the dentist
2: yesterday. What's the deal with the dentist pamphlet? Well, you should know because you went yesterday, Stax. But uh, I went to the dentist yesterday. Who
1: gives a f- <laughs> <way>? <laughs> dentist uh, is a vital. Um, public service that increasingly is being taken from the public, <laughs> thanks to costs due to the uh, Conservative government, uh, in which um, you get your teeth taken care of. Um, I know you Americans think as limey's don't ever use them, but uh, yeah, it's uh, they, they look at the doctors for your teeth. Basically. The Big so.
3: Book of British Smiles. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah, you lo- you love that one. Uh, have you seen your country? I, <laughs> um, oh, it's uh, it's a vital service where they look after your teeth because obviously you need your teeth, don't you, Stacks? You need to be, uh, of course. You know, for Loss. for biting down on that gabagool <sighs> I know um Tony D enjoys her, or I certain another Tony does, and certainly there seems to be a lot of comparisons between the two. Huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh god, have I got a TV show for you? Um you ever seen any films, Stax? Just the one. <gasps> what what film is the that? Godfly. <laughs> right, there's a TV show that HBO ran from like nineteen ninety-nine to about two thousand and six. I think it's gonna blow your mind, mate. <laughs>
3: I'm a bit busy with the un <laughs> stuff right now, but right, I'll get around to it. All right, I'll, uh, I'll let you know after the
1: podcast. Let me tell you,
2: though, uh, Hamlet, I think uh. I got the worst goddamn dentist in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got a little plaque to
1: prove it. Huh?
2: A little plaque <laughs> to prove it. It's good. A little one-two for you here, actually. I like both of these as openers, so I wrote both down, in fact. Yeah. My uh, dentist was uh, cleaning my teeth, you know, and then he told me to open up more. And I said, I ain't seen my dad in
1: three years. Huh? <laughs> Stax, that's all a joke. Can I tell you a joke? What? I got one joke, one question, one joke.
3: Oh, I don't like this role
2: robot. I know, so yeah, it's just,
1: but it's just come to me. What's the connection between a dentist and a Gregs? I don't know what is the
2: connection between a dentist and a Gregs.
1: Both Britt Baker.
3: God damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll leave this to you. You're a pro.
3: Three jokes, three questions, three jokes for you.
2: Yeah. You can use goddamn Willy if you want to. Okay, thank you. Wilborn's good at these. Why is it okay to
1: lie to a dentist? Right. It's not okay. So, shut up, Willie. He's, he's just helped me. He's doing the Sidgwick thing today where we try and work these three together. Lying to a dentist, okay. So, like, you think of f- fib, mm-hmm. synonym for lying. Yeah. Uh, what do you do at a dentist? Lie. You lie down on those chairs, you put Yeah, your head back. Why,
2: why is it okay to lie to a dentist because, so they can see into your mouth?
1: Oh, you're on something about the mouth. No. Uh, uh, I've got it, Stacks. Go on. Is it because it's the one thing you can do through your teeth? It's
3: good. It's not right. Why is it okay to lie to a dentist? Because the tooth hurts. Huh? The tooth <laughs> hurts. It's good. Put you this one handful. Okay. Question, joke question two. Why did the apple pie go to the dentist? Huh? Picture there. I'm trying. Apple in a, pie in a dentist
2: I'm, chair.
1: What does it look like? Huh? I, I don't know because it's got no teeth. Uh, why did the apple pie? What's in an apple pie? Apple pie. Um, apple. A crust. He's dumbass. Uh, pie. Pie. <laughs> Bon, can you say over, Stax keeps his jokes on a on like a screen. Don't can. you look at it. Oh, I thought it was worth a try. I don't know. I'm stumped on this one. You've got me here, Stax.
3: Why did the apple pie go to the dentist? Because it needed a goddamn filling.
1: Oh, of course. Of course. I, I'm the stupid one for not getting that. That's a good joke.
3: Good Final joke. joke question joke for you, Hamlet. Yeah. When is the best time to go to a dentist?
1: Huh? Do you know, reckon? The best time, <laughs> you know, something stacks right. You've got, I know you don't really care for Wilborn, you got more in common with him than you think.
2: Yeah, I like this, I like this joke because Wilborn went to the dentist Who yesterday. Who cares,
1: will he? And uh, Wilborn, you turned to me and uh, he said, i oh, my appointment's at four o'clock, unusual at Hamlet, isn't it? Because what time would it normally be at? And what did you say to me, Wilborn? I said, and I think I know the answer is stacks
3: 2 30. When is the best time to go to the dentist? When you got a f***ing toothache. <laughs> oh, he got us. He did us.
2: Bye, stacks. stacks. I like that. It's a little bait and switch. Yeah. I thought I had him, but clearly not.
1: He's uh, I think he's, he's a... warming to me, though. I don't know. I think he's coming around here. But then, I mean, to be fair, like, he's been hanging out with... Gallus lately. Yeah. So in terms of like people he's willing to spend time with.
2: You get less annoying?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, he's back. Oh.
3: You get less annoying? I said that through the door before. I thought we heard that. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye,
2: Bye. J.C. Jane versus bird person.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
2: J.C. Jane pulled J.C. Jane faces. Uh, yeah. Hit a backsplash for two, Mr. Spinning kicks the face, Lyra Valkyria counted Shining Wizard. Uh one, two, three. Uh, and then immediately JCJ recovers and attacks her and tears up bird person's wings.
1: That's so a good L. <laughs> uh but this is what NXT does. You can beat me, but the real quiz is how I attack you for your gimmick or I attack your gimmick. Mm. More on that to come very soon on this sh- episode. Uh, the in-ring wasn't, do you know what? The in-ring was not good, but it also wasn't a disaster. Lyra valkyrie has got great potential, I think. Yeah, this wasn't like the, the calamitous standard. So grading on the lowest curve that we offer here at <laughs> whatculture.com, this was a wrestling match.
2: No, I'm Dar is talking... You think he's talking to a person, but he's actually talking to a picture of their... What's he like, eh? Hey. Uh, the metaphor... Get this over the line, to be yeah, fair. I I'm, like him. I feel like... I like to consider... You know, like... Um, they need to fix him, they said, yeah.
1: You know how Sidge has got, uh, like, a fantastic eye? When AEW's really cooking... It's been a while. But when AEW's <laughs> really cooking, uh, he's got, like, a good... I, like I think one of his best ever was the dog collar catch. Yes. Really early. Piper in Portland... But he's he's had a few in his locker, really good ones. And he, you know, he doesn't take like mad victory laps. He just takes the credit he deserves. And he's got an eye for these like awesome booking decisions that he can kind of like spot before they're happening. I don't. (laughs) I like absolute trash before (laughs) people come to appreciate the trash. Yes. The metaphor of the latest piece of stinking trash that I think I quite like. Yeah. And I think over time we will really come to appreciate the metaphor. Like, I don't know if that's how it started with the Judgment Day, quite honestly, but I think we're like early on being I mean, like, I think these are goths and yeah. the nerd goths might be quite fun. Um, the metaphor are starting to click. Mm. Uh, no, I'm so, da.
2: I was in a good mood after this segment because it, it, was, it was like a, tri- a triple, actually quadruple whammy of mm. stuff that I was like, I like all of these things and I'm excited to see what happens next with them. So you had that. Then they had Keanu James going into her office, going, ha yeah, I covered She's Dullin in paint. And then she gets to her office and there's a big sign that says, wet paint.
1: You covered Gigi in paint? She's covered your business in paint.
2: Well, she's, she's covered kind it in, in, you know, clear top oil so it doesn't actually <laughs> get rid of the surfaces. <laughs> but she's covered She's just trashed the place. Yeah. And she's left a note saying you can't outrun your past, which I hope means we're getting back to the... Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's it. We'll just cling on. Yeah. When nobody does, we'll cling on.
2: Kiana says the gloves are off.
1: Then
2: this was the Yee-haw, bit. Bitch, <laughs> this is the bit. Where we get bomb beating the <laughs> out of Big Body Heavy because <laughs> uh, he'd run his mouth about it. Yeah. And
3: he's like, you know, see sense, you were fine. Come on, Bob. don't power bomb him through a goddamn table to get a huge power. <laughs> so,
2: Bomb Big boy goes. Okay. <laughs> and then tries to throw him over the guardrail. Robinson's like, don't do that either. So Vaughn takes his shirt off. He yeah. Takes the top off the table, power bombs him through the table, celebrates. Robinson's like, what the hell have you
1: done, Vaughn? The crowd of eating this up. What you've done is get over, get all the way over. I love Von as like, we should have Vaughn now as like the guy that does the total opposite of what, Mr. Stone says because yeah. like he's kind of got everything he can possibly do by following him. Now he's just going to completely ignore him. Whatever you do, don't do what you're about to do. Guess I'm going to have to do it. And it's <laughs> like awesome. Va- ro- like Mr. Stone having created this vonster? Oh, very nice. Is he now going to um, kind of regret his choices and turn to Die Jack? <laughs> is that where this is going? I'm going to knock the sunglasses off his dumb ass face, Mr. Stone. But he sees things in a different way, Vaughn. What? Has Franken- he got robot eyes? It's a goddamn metaphor, Vaughn.
2: Frankenstone's Vonster. Oh, my God. a team effort. Yeah. And then we get oh a great... Goat. We get a great vignette. Yeah, I love this with Vaughn, by the way. For Lucian Pre- Price and Bronco Nema, Yeah. Going to kick ass and they're showing up next week. Good. Can't wait. They are going to kick ass. Give them some absolute tiny little goobers to chuck around. Yeah.
1: Funniest looking job as you can find.
2: Yeah. Then it was time for the losers leave town match. The Creed Brothers. Vicky. <laughs> of course, Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger. Uh, again, a jump start here. The Dyer jumped the Creed's before the bell. But the creeds make a comeback, and Brutus just he's trying to. I agree with Sid, he's trying to break his ankles, yeah. Planch it over the ropes into a cannonball. Meanwhile, Julius does a shooting star press. I went, Oh, cool, guess it's over then. (laughs) 10 (laughs) seconds. But Joe Gacy, who's there at ringside, along with Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's the rock's daughter, Um, he breaks the count by pulling, um, I think it was Mick Jagger out of the ring. And so the referee goes, Right, piss off then. Mm -hmm. So we go to a break. Uh, we come back. Julius gets the hot tag. Runs wild.
3: Oh, my God.
2: They try and cut him off, but he uh, skins the cat and does a dive to the outside. He finally gets cut off. The day head take over and gets some near falls. He starts fighting back, but he gets hit with a chop block to the knee. Um, that takes us through another commercial break. We come back. He's still in peril, um, but eventually we get the Brutus hot tag which is just as good as his brothers Mm -hmm. springboards off the top rope into a 450 splash for a great near fall puts the ankle lock on Robbie Fowler Fowler jumps off the middle rope to come back and hit a code breaker Brutus is in trouble so for the second time on this show we get an amazing hulking up spot (laughs) this time it's Julius telling his brother he loves him he has to keep fighting so he does just oh yeah I'm better now I'll fight for you Gets up. They set up with a doomsday device. Brutus gets tripped, though. Brutus gets put in an electric chair. They do a doomsday device on the floor.
3: Oh, my God. Because
2: Reed, sorry, Mick Jagger, jumps through the ropes into a tope mm-hmm. and knocks him off Robbie Fowler's shoulders. That's yeah. Uh, that was from the MSK match, wasn't it, that we yeah. were talking about just yesterday? Brutus is dead, right? Julius has to fight on alone. He still does on one leg, suplexing both of them. Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. He does a kip-up, jumps up to the top rope, moonsault press onto both of them. They're going to win. Yeah. And then here comes Ava. She hasn't got a surname. She's the Rock's daughter. She interferes or goes to interfere. Ivan Nile jumps in. They brawl, but that takes the referee and an unknown assailant wearing a mask and a hoodie, red hoodie, jumps up, does the headbutt spot because those masks are made of, I don't know, titanium or yep. something. Yeah. Um, they hit the tandem code breaker on Julius. One, two, three. The Creed brothers are gone from NXT. I
1: mean, what a send off. An unqualified success story. I like the fact they
2: double back as well after a spot with Finn Balor to be like, here's them saying goodbye. Yeah. Uh,
1: an unqualified success story in NXT, the Creeds. Kind of love them from their debut in yeah. the last days of the CWC. Uh, we were, alone. G- were concerned that they were going to be diluted, and they haven't really. Nope. they've just been sort of finessed somewhat. I would say, um, fantastic baby faces. When you just kind of imagine that they'd always be bully heels, yeah. So they've shown range already. The matches always deliver. This was a fabulous in-ring send-off. Like this couldn't have gone better in that nice. respect. If you're hearing things about the Creed brothers, and you're like, right, well, I watched the last match to ready myself for them rocking up on Raw, SmackDown, a perfect example of one. Like, just inch-perfect who the characters are, what they stand for, their fighting style. People will watch if this happens and they move up and they get booked the right way. Yeah.
2: People will think, has NXT turned into a tag team factory? Yeah. Because they've had Carter and Chance come
1: up. Yeah. You've had Pretty
2: Deadly come up, and now you're going to have these.
1: That's it. Like, he, Shawn Michaels... And Sangrevear. Sean Michaels is feeding the division that Triple H seemingly cares the most about. Yeah. Outside of his, like, you know, um, Gunther and Roman Reigns pushes. So it's just great to watch this. Uh, I thought the Grizzly Young Vets uh, sorry, the, yeah, yeah, had another tremendous night in a mm-hmm. series of them. I still cannot work out, like, ignore the kayfabe for a second. I still cannot work out if psychologically they're fighting for this or they're fighting for their next job. Because they're in-ring. Either way. way, yeah. Like, great to see the motivated. Whatever it is, that if it's if they know something we don't about an, a new contract or they know full well they're out the door and they're just thinking, they're uh, it happened with them. Remember that with Ambrose? Yes. We'll hold him back in the shield and we'll give him a bunch of really awesome nights. And he'll stay. Why are you just giving him the best possible send-off? Like, this could be happening. It'd be nice
2: if companies just did this Yeah, often.
1: like, this could be happening with uh, with gay head. Yeah and I'm a sucker for a gabbo. And was this Joe Gacy? Or is somebody else within an XT who is on a losing streak, or you know, struggling at the moment, ready to step up as the newest member? Yeah, like, like if you look, it could be Gacy, couldn't it? Like yes. the frame was like Gacy-esque, but what if it's not? That's what the masks are, isn't it? What if there's like, or Gacy, will claim it and I have then to go back and see if
2: there was someone in a red hoodie in the crowd earlier. Yes. Whilst Gacy was still out there.
1: Because Gacy's done his ambiguous, uh, the right thing will happen. It's like, I think you want your own team to lose. Yes. Joe. I'm not sure you're concerned about we'll get the safety. kicked out straight away and hope for the best. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of qualifications you've got as a tree surgeon. Um, <laughs> but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. AEW could learn a lot about tag team booking from this division.
2: Uh, Finn Balor says Trick and Mellow. Dynamite preview coming later. Trick and Mellow aren't sweating the judgment day, huh? Because that's what they said earlier. Well, you're sweating pretty much all over my bloody rig on Monday. Last Monday, that is, obviously. Uh there's gonna be no happy endings. I'll see you on Tuesday. Good. See you next Tuesday. Put the, put the judgment day on every show for me. Yeah. Fine with that. And then it's finally time to find out what's happening with out of control Brombreaker. <laughs> uh he comes down, grabs the mic. Uh, in case any of us lived under a rock. He uh, just competed in the biggest match in NXT history on the most watched NXT show in over two years because he fought and called what well, called that and fought Seth freaking Rollins. It's
3: it's it it's
2: they fouled it was a war. Um But no one in this, anyone at home or in this arena thought I had a shot until I speared him out of his shoes and I heard the energy drop in the arena. Um, You can't stress how close he was to winning the World Heavyweight Championship. He was a fraction of a second away to winning that in just 78 matches, which is shoe amazing. Yeah. Um, He didn't have the luxury of working in high schools before he signed. Everything he's done has been in this building for the world to see, and he beat one of the hottest stars in. This
1: business! Thank you. I was gonna do a data there. I was like, wait a minute. On I his know. first
2: message drink noises. Yeah. On his first night when he beats LA Night. Yeah. And look at where he is now. I'm 25 years old. I have proved I can hang with the best in this business. Uh he's that damn good. Um, get used to seeing my face for decades to come. I've got a lot more people to beat and championships to get. A lot of people want to know what's next for him, but before he can get to that, here comes uh Ilya Dragunov. Unbe- Unbesieged bar? Is that right? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Uh, he says, you want to know what's next in line? Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you confront me like a man not attack me backstage or in the middle of a match face to face, you're the only thing standing between me and the NXT title. Well, a shot at the NXT title I should say.
1: I think the only thing between him and the NXT title would be an erection the amount he likes getting beaten up. Imagine him winning that one. He'd be poking over the top of the belt. Yeah, just to tuck into your waistband. <laughs> <laughs> he talks. He
2: says, you talk about danger, you're standing here with the most dangerous man in NXT. Hard cock check. <laughs> and they get into it, big brawls on, officials try and separate them, and there's just a great, oh, pull them apart, they go flying at each other with not an ounce of regard for each other, or especially more officials, and the locker room's emptied, and people are trying to break them up, uh, and Braun is basically dragged away, promising to kick Ilya's ass.
1: Red hot ending to this. White hot show. I'm really quite hyped for this match, you know. Yeah. We take the piss out of Ely Dragonoff, I mean, with for obvious reasons. Um he is
2: all very entertaining.
1: He is, and uh Bron. I think I think there's you know, you could have a debate about his form and his consistency, but these two look like they kind of can't miss. Yeah. Like, they will just run into each other until one of them explodes. <laughs> and I think that's all right. Like I I just, I've got very, very high hopes this match. I think it's got a very high ceiling. I'm just, I'm
2: counting the days until next week's NXT. Yeah. And I might actually remember stuff that happened on this show.
1: This was a good show. I can't promise I'll remember it, but it was a good show. Indeed.
2: Well, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hanfler at... Uh,
1: uh, Dada. You can okay. Michael Hamflit, sorry.
2: Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Hamflit will be back later on today to look ahead to AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to Michael Hamflit, to Stax. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods